Hi everyone, welcome back to this pilgrimage podcast. This is our third episode and we are coming to you from England in lockdown. Um, so welcome, join us in our little music room as we call it. Um, I'm Noah, I'm one half of this pilgrimage and I'm here with... Fraser. <laughs> the second half of this pilgrimage. Um, yeah, so we thought today we would just sit down and have a little chat about what we learned in this time of lockdown. Obviously, we're still kind of in it, but I think we're slowly coming out of it, aren't we? Yeah, it seems as though the restrictions here in the UK are slowly easing. I think in places like Germany and Italy, it's pretty much finished now. Yeah, I think Europe is kind of on the other side of the the bad peak. But yeah, we thought, you know, we don't, we don't just want to talk about what we've learned, but also our ho- what our hopes are for society, what we hope that our world has learned in this time. Um, obviously, we'll have to see how things develop to see if we actually have learned anything. But maybe, we thought maybe that would be an interesting conversation. So, Fraser, do you want to kick us off? What have you learned? Yeah, I think... For us, Noah and I have both been working during the lockdown. We're fortunate, I think, in that. We haven't been furloughed or anything like that. But at the same time, we've had to learn how to work from home. So that was a big adjustment. Um, Talk for yourself. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not... (laughs) We both really enjoyed it, but it was an adjustment to, like, we've got a very small house, so where would we work? And... um, just adjusting to that, I think, was yeah. was a bit of a process, but and it's all it's not all negative. I think you're right. It's definitely an adjustment, but in some really good ways as yeah, well. Yeah, I don't say that in a negative way at all. Um, I've really enjoyed working from home, and I think both of us have been quite productive working from home as well. Probably. Mm. Um, yeah, and we've managed to not distract each other. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I went to where I work one day and got a little desk from there. So we've set that up in the living room. So we take turns working there. And then we've already got set up in the room where we are now in the music room. So it works quite well. Yeah, it's been good. So was that your biggest lesson, that you can work from home? No, I think learning (laughs) to work from home um, has been good because that's allowed us to be able to do more things at home. You know, like if you have a lunch break, you're at home so you can do something. Or Mm -hmm. um, for me, I work part-time for my main job and then I've got some other jobs um (laughs) some other jobs so one of my jobs I can't do which is music teaching but um another little business project that I have with my brother Timmy shout out to Timmy we've been able to do a lot of work with that it's called Newman Bros Tone if you want to check us out on YouTube we basically buy and sell guitar stuff (laughs) yeah a little plug so we've been able to do that a lot which has been great um but then my other job, working as a youth worker, uh, that's looked quite different. But I've kind of spread it out over the week rather than doing my specific two and a half days. And I think um, it's enhanced your creativity in terms of youth work and how you communicate with the youth. And you've had time to kind of develop videography and new skills, mm. which has been really good. Yeah, definitely. I think I've learned a lot with that, with editing and stuff. Um and then your job is more nine to five-ish, isn't it? So yeah. how have you found that at home? Yeah, honestly, I've loved it. I've, I, I thought that I would struggle a little bit more with the transition, which is why I kind of joked about it at the beginning. But um, 
I've I think I've really benefited from this time really because I can just go into my bubble, work hard, having no distraction. And at the same time, you've kind of got the comfort of home. So you can just kind of get up and make yourself a coffee when you need one. Mm. Um, and <clears throat> I think because we've been on, on Zoom calls a lot or whatever video calls people have used, um, for us it's been Zoom, it's it's surprisingly very tiring, I've found, to do that. But it's kind of taught me how to read people, I'd say, in a different way. Because you have to pay attention in a different way when you're on, yeah. on a video call, you know, always trying to read what people are feeling as they're speaking um and sometimes with the dodgy connection and the screen that's not not really good i don't know you just have to learn to to read people in, dif in a different way and i'm interested to see how that's going to impact us going back to normal office work i wonder if our interactions will be a bit different but yeah overall i've really enjoyed it i've loved like having my lunch breaks and especially like finishing at five having no commuting or anything and being able to switch off kind of straight away and going into home life and obviously you've been there at the same time you know so we've we've really been able to enjoy good times together haven't we mm. and cooking yeah. together doing things like that yeah definitely I think um our life is at a much slower pace like I'm sure a lot of people's are mm. um although you know I understand like if someone has I don't know three kids and they're a single mum living in an apartment block this must have been a very, very difficult time yeah, for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but our experience is that it's been a lot of more of a slower pace because, like you said, we don't have the commuting, we don't have things that we might go out for in the evenings. Um, both of both of our lives evolve a lot around going out and meeting people and going to different events and stuff like that. So it's been really nice to not have that for a while. And that's meant that you have more space to get in touch with things that are on the surface, maybe quite simple, but are very meaningful. Like we've mm. cooked meals every day, apart from when we've had a, a nice curry takeaway, which we've done a few times, which is <laughs> a treat. <laughs> um, but apart from that, you know, we've, I mean, you mostly, but I've cooked a fair amount as well. And mm. you've been able, we've both been able to make really nice meals and enjoy them. Um, and it's like we, we generally cook every day anyway. Like we're not really the kind of people that get takeouts a lot. But I think just even in the way that we've been doing these things, you know, the things we do every day, like cooking or whatever. Yeah. It's just been different. There's been a different approach to it and... Like, we've done things together that we don't necessarily have the time to do, usually. Um, which has been really nice. Like, Fraser, I've kind of helped him a bit with some cooking. And then he's taught me how to do some things on Logic so I can record myself playing the piano and singing, for example. So it's been really nice to kind of have this time to share things in life that we don't necessarily find time to do, generally. Or not... Or, like, we don't even think about i think would you say that yeah i think sometimes so, you don't yeah. even think about oh i'm gonna teach you know the person i live with to do this so i'm gonna accompany them on this little journey of learning something yeah definitely and i don't think you have time always in everyday life to do that which is probably a problem yeah um, but i think as well it teaches you things like the event of the day um, we'll be going for a walk in the evening or something when we finished, you know, work or the highlight of the week will be on a Saturday when we can go to, you know, now we're able to go 
um, other places and be out for the whole day. So mm. go somewhere and actually go for a walk through these nice woods. And it's nice to have that as the priority rather than like, I've got to go and do something or I've got to yeah. be somewhere. Um, I think that's quite nice. Yeah, and it's um, it's interesting to see that so many people are out and obviously we still have to be careful with the regulations because so many people are out but I think that's a really good sign for our society as we were talking at the beginning what have we learned but also what has our society learned like we definitely we've talked about it a little bit that we hope this is something that people will include in their everyday life more just the simplicity of going for a walk in the woods that you live next to um, I mean, even ourselves, we barely did that before. We we did a couple of walks in the woods, but that's it. But like, we've discovered so many different routes now and mm. just really appreciated what we have around us. And it's been nice to see families do that as well. I do really hope that it's something people take forward, not just like a walk in nature, although I think that's that's huge because everything is on pause when you go for a walk. Um, yeah. And you don't even, you know, even for the social media addicts, you don't have a connection to data or anything sometimes so you're completely disconnected and it must have done so much good mm. in people's minds and health yeah definitely and i think that's kind of a hallmark of this period of time is this disconnectedness that hopefully mm. will lead to a greater connectedness with those around us like we've had a family zoom call every sunday night where we do a quiz and uh it's been great to see everyone in that way, but we've all been saying we can't wait to be able to meet together again. And when I say family, I mean um, like extended family, so uncles and aunts and grandparents and stuff, which it's just been really nice. And we obviously we would never see each other once a week usually in that way. Um, and we wouldn't have thought of doing a Zoom a yeah, Zoom call yeah. in the past. Well, most people didn't know what Zoom was before this time. <laughs> I mean, we did, but uh, a lot we of people We have some didn't. funny stories with that with your granny. <laughs> yeah, her connecting to the to the Zoom call, which I think, you know, for well. someone who's 80-odd years old, to be able to do She's that is very impressive. Yeah, I was more thinking of the first couple of Zoom calls we've had where <laughs> Fraser's yeah. uncle had to FaceTime his granny and put the phone on a can of beer with your granny in, on FaceTime so that she could be part of the quiz because she didn't <laughs> understand how to log in. Yeah, it was great. No, she's done amazing, though. Well done, Granny, if you're listening to this. Yeah, so that's been really good, really fun. and But at the same time, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people, if you live on your own at this time, and for example, if you're an extrovert, this must be very difficult because yeah. you've been forced to not be able to see people. And it, it hits a reset on your life um, and your relationships with people. What are they going to look like when... You don't see people at work every day or your friends that you go out with. You can't go out of them anymore. Um, and I think it's an opportunity to dig into something deeper. And it's been interesting, you know, the amount of people that have been Googling uh, prayer or joining in with church services. Mm. Um, I, I found that quite interesting. And just, yeah, trying trying new ways of relating to people out. And I think we're blessed that this happened in our day and age where we do have the connectivity, you know, that we that we have. I think yeah. that's been very important for people to stay in contact with people. Yeah, totally. And it's, yeah, like this podcast episode isn't to say like how, oh, we've just had such a good time in this lockdown. It's not about this because 
like Fraser said, we totally realize that for some people it's been an extremely difficult time. Yeah. Probably relationally, mentally, physically. Like I, I can really empathize with people that have struggled and totally understand. And and we don't take our situation for granted. Like we're very grateful that we've been able to have a good time. Mm. But the whole thing, I think, is about this reset. Whatever experience you've had, this has forced literally the whole of the planet to reset. And our hope is that society won't carry on the same in certain ways because of that reset. Because, like, let's be honest, we've never had such a dramatic event that's, that literally put the whole world on pause like this. And... It's been a really tragic time and extremely difficult and a time of grief um, for so many people and our hearts completely go out to them. And like I have some friends that have lost family members because of the virus and I can't imagine what that's like, you know, to actually lose someone that you can't even see in the last moment. It's horrible. But I do hope, like we do hope, that this this would produce something good for the whole of society that we would reset some of the ways in which we approach life and like we were talking about this slower pace earlier yeah <clears throat> there's just these kind of kinds of moments really make you reconsider the foundations of your life and what actually matters and why do we value a zoom call so much you know why do we value just being able to get out of the house so much why do we value being able to walk in a supermarket to buy foods without having restrictions and queuing and stuff? And mm. I think we should pay attention to that. It does yeah. actually matter. It does talk about much more profound things. Yeah, definitely. And I think that it really, th this time has helped us and I'm sure helped so many other people reevaluate what is important to you mm. and when you strip back all the other things that we do in life, it, it really makes you realise, first of all, what is important, but also who is important in my life. And it brings everything back to those that you live with and, you know, family, the dynamic of having um, family and, you know, even stripping school away for a lot of children and the parents have had to homeschool them. And mm. it's going back to what it would have been like years and years ago, yeah, which, it's true. which is quite an amazing thing. And, I know part of my education growing up was being homeschooled and it was I'm so grateful that I had that opportunity and I think it's great that children around the world are now having the opportunity to to be in that um environment with their parents and you get to know each other in such a deeper way that often we miss in our society today but maybe it shouldn't be like that and Again, not saying that it's easy and, you know, we haven't had it necessarily all easy during this time. Like Noah was very ill, probably with the virus, although she hasn't been tested or wasn't tested for it. But, you know, was quite sick, probably for three weeks almost. Um, yeah. So it's not like it was all easy for us, but uh, I think it's... And still recovering in some ways. And it's yeah. put a lot of things on pause for us for about a month and a half because we had to stay in and all of it. Yeah, and I think it, but it's about perspective, isn't it? Exactly. And perspective in those things. And obviously, it was pretty rubbish when you're going through it. Um, but you know, you you kind of sometimes you have to knuckle down and go through things like that. Um, mm -hmm. But then around that time, we've had really amazing times as well. 
and and even within that time when you were ill of just being able to literally have our lives stripped back to nothing and it's almost like everything gets thrown up in the air Mm. and then we're seeing now as we come out of this what lands and I think that's where we can bring our hope for society into that because we're seeing things have been thrown up in the air and I think you've seen both sides of it in this time you've seen extreme good of humanity yeah but we've also seen you know whether it's people just completely ignoring the the rules for whatever reason or even like um the situation with um the guy that got killed just yeah just a couple of days ago now and that has just caused eruptions in the u.s of riots and you know understandably people crying out for justice because it's such a horrible thing that's happened but i think there's a sense in which underneath the bedrock of society there is this kind of um pressure building and Mm. and it's always there and i think you even saw it in a small way at the beginning of the lockdown where you know the toilet paper was gone and silly things (laughs) like that people just panic brought because they didn't know this new thing was happening so they're like is this the end of the world what what's actually happening here Mm -hmm. um and when something like this happens, the cracks in society begin to emerge. And I think as a person, you have to evaluate and think, OK, what is my response to this going to be? Am I going to panic or am I going to react in the right way? Or what's my response to things like injustice that happen in the world? Because obviously those the thing about this time that's helped us realise is that those things don't just stop when a pandemic happens. They're still there. Yeah. They're still there under the surface, and we're going to have to face those things. We can't hide away in our homes forever. We are going to return back to some sort of normality at some point, so we need to be ready for how we're going to respond to to these things that they've maybe brought up, whether it's in ourselves personally or in other people, I think. Yeah, I think that is so true. And it just made me think what you, you were saying about like the loo roll and stuff. The reason why people were panic buying like this as well is because of what they were reading and the media just reporting all these things. And it just, it's a tiny thing, but yeah. it just made me think it does really, it does really matter what you listen to when there's times of crisis. I mean, yeah, it matters what you listen to at any point in life, but... I think a time of crisis highlights that reality, this this reality. And yeah. we've thankfully, you know, through even the time when I was really unwell and um, through the good times that we've had, equally we've walked through both of these both of these times with a really a real sense of of calm and peace. And um, I think, especially for myself, if I can talk for myself just for a sec. I'm quite, I'm easily anxious, to be honest with you. Um, And that's something that my mum actually told me um, a couple of weeks ago. She said, it's amazing to see that you've not, you've not been anxious through this whole time, especially because you you were ill. And I said, you know what, that's true. I hadn't even thought about it, but I've really felt peace, like a real sense of deep calm even when I was unwell and even when, when the whole world was going a bit mental. Um, and I read this the other day. Well, the other day. I read this, I think, when, when I was unwell. 
Um, so this is in, in the Bible and it's Jesus talking um, to the disciples and he said, a time is coming and in fact has come when you'll be scattered each to your own home. And I thought, whoa. <laughs> and then he says, you leave me all alone, yet I am not alone for my father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And I love it because to me that's one of the reasons why I have faith. So I don't think it's wishful thinking. I don't think it's thinking the world is a beautiful place that will always go your way and you'll always have favour just because you believe in a greater being. This tells me that I have access to that peace and you know I experienced it without even thinking of this passage um, in the middle of a personal crisis and a world crisis being ill in the middle of a pandemic you know and obviously some people have had it a hundred times worse worse than me and you know like we said earlier tragically it has ended up in people dying but God doesn't shy away from that and actually tells us that that's going to happen but it doesn't mean that you have you have to lose the things inside of you that will mm. help you walk through it. Yeah. It was just, I think it's a good thing to realise when you walk through these kinds of times. Yeah, definitely. I think as well, the uh, the thing with, you know, the verse that you shared is that it's up to us how we respond because, you know, at, at that point Jesus was saying to his disciples about his death when they were going to scatter and he was going to be on his own, but he's never on his own. And mm. I think that for us as people, we can learn a lot from that of do we, you know, maybe you felt very alone during this time. And there is a place in which we can have a relationship with God that means that we are never alone, even if we're physically alone, spiritually, we're never alone. And I think that hopefully my hope for this time is that people have begun to ask themselves some of life's big questions mm. away from the busyness and the noise of everyday life and that people will turn to what I believe to be the source of life in order to to find that there is a meaning to life and that you know there's an opportunity not just for abstract concepts of God but actually a relationship with him um, in order to to find that inner peace that Noah described that she was able to walk through this time with. Mm, yeah, definitely. And I think it's all, we could argue that this spiritual reality, because you, you were talking about that, um, that it's it's a greater experience than even our, our being, you know, our physical reality. Like just think about when you're left alone with your thoughts and like in this time, everything has been stripped back and you're just left alone with your values and your thoughts and there's nothing else. There's not even people around. And here Jesus is saying that even in these moments, there's that greater spiritual reality and connection. Mm. And yeah. that's something no one can take away from you. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's the most important response to times like this because, you know, there's been loads of responses Um on you know in christian circles and and outside whether it's it's the end of the world you know there's um this is a judgment or something that's been sent by god because we're so wicked or the other side of like this is a conspiracy it's not even real um it's the government and it's actually even worse than the pandemic because of what they're doing and it's you know whatever the truth is um 
we believe as Christians that the truth is a person. So, you know, it's so hard to know with all these ideas that go around on the internet, especially in our day and age, what is actually true. But we believe that all we can do on our micro level is respond in the way that the Bible teaches us, which mm. which ultimately we see exemplified in Jesus and how he responded to to things that he went through. And, you know, as Christians, we don't believe that this life is a walk in the park. It, like Jesus says in that verse, in this world, you will have trouble. But when you do have this trouble, don't fear because I've overcome the world. And so that's the message that we have chosen to carry personally. Yeah. And, you know, the message that we believe is what the world needs to hear at this time as we pick up the pieces from COVID-19 and begin to walk towards some sort of normality. Yeah, totally. And I think that's the overall message of this pilgrimage is that, thank goodness, it's not a walk in the park, because what would be, how would we know the value of life if everything was good and happy all the time? Um, and I believe that there, there, there is coming a day when that's going to be the reality. And that's why it matters how we walk these moments where things aren't a walk in the park, because it actually shows us the value of goodness and the value of life. And yeah, I I feel like that's what we've learned overall. I would say, and yeah, definitely our hopes for the world. Um, I hope that society is going to learn to value, to shift the whole value system a bit, and put the individual at the center of of value again, and not hustling and I don't know busyness all the time. I think yeah. stripping back to a slower pace and a more simple life and a life that requires you to queue and to depend on other people and to take measures that you wouldn't necessarily want to take but that you do to protect other people mm. are values that I hope will have a greater impact on our world. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that was that was our thoughts. These have been our thoughts for the past, I don't even know what week we're in, 11 <laughs> Yeah, something Week like that. It was in 11. March, wasn't it? And we're now in May. So. Yeah. We're in June tomorrow. Are we? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's been our thoughts. Hopefully it's kind of resonated with you or given you a bit of food for thought or encouraged you in, in a small way. But thank you so much. Really value your time. Really, really value just you sitting down and, and listening to, to this podcast we're not doing this because we, we think we have loads of answers, but we <laughs> just enjoy discussing some things and hoping that it brings something to someone out there. Yeah, definitely. We often have chats together. We love talking together, whether it's around dinner or on our recent COVID-19 walks or <laughs> in the car. So it's nice to be able to just record them and hope that maybe people find them interesting. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much. Have a nice rest of today, whatever you do, and we will speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.